Good morning and welcome to Apocalypse Now, our movie main movie show on Apocalypse Movies where we talk about the latest things in film, television, and whatever the hell we want to talk about. I am your host, Jacob Bartley, and we are coming to you live from Sacramento, California. This is Mr. Brian Avalasino and Jake Berlin, of course, over there. It's just a three-man crew today, but it kind of worked out because we are doing a spoiler review of Birds of Prey here in a few minutes, and the other two guys... Uh, Keith and Gio have not seen Birds of Prey, so it kind of works out in our favor that way. But how's everyone doing today before we get started? I'm feeling fancy with these. Uh, fancy? We got all kind of new equipment, the swing yes. arms, and swing mics, arms. mics are in our faces for now on. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. Um, I was in a good mood until... <laughs> all right, so look. So I ordered a Sideshow Collectible. If you don't know what those are, they're like roughly like 250 to... $300 figures. Some are more expensive than that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and they're collectibles. They're adult collectibles. They look very real, but they're one six scale for the most part. Adult collectibles? Yes, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. not in the way you're thinking, Brian. <laughs> no. <mind. laughs> no, you didn't even go there. <laughs> um, but anyway, so like, you know, they're delivering it, right? And this is a $300 product. And we're it's, gonna have to bleep out, bleep out the company Jacob's gonna say it came yesterday when I wasn't home so I have to sign for it and it, okay fair I didn't even know it was delivering that fast so I sign up for an account so I can get up-to-date notifications and they told me it's coming at 1 30 to 4 30 today perfect shooting apocalypse now in the morning gonna go podcast grab some lunch head to the apartment wait for my Megazord um, sideshow collectible that comes apart into the individual pieces and you can put it back together. But, um, and I just got a notification that they tried to deliver it again this morning. What is that? And tell them the time that it is right now that we're filming. Well, yeah, it is 11.14 a.m. in California. So it doesn't make any sense to me because like I, in, in this day and age, like we're all so on the go, on the run, very busy. And those type of tools are supposed to help us plan around those things. And I'm, to be honest with you, I'm pretty anxious that my $300 product is just out there right now. Like it's sitting in the back of a truck. Yeah. And for the second yeah, time, this I'm guy just, probably was like, this guy's not here again. He just talks about it. Any sense to me? Like, I, I don't know. And I've never had any problems with that company before, so. Neither have I. I mean, they're typically pretty good about it. Um, Jacob, think... they knew how excited you were, and they wanted to bring it to you early. Hey, and that's yeah, why. I know, right? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I'm going to get down to the bottom of it, though. It, it just, <laughs> typically it just with, happened right Typically now. with that type of, that type of uh, I don't know, I guess, object, uh, that price range, they, they usually have you sign for it. So it's yeah, interesting well, that's that why. it's just going to be sitting there if they do deliver it. For the next couple hours. How like, yeah. can you imagine if they would have if it was raining right now? They just left on your doorstep. So they, you know, <laughs> I've had Amazon packages like that. I mean, I do have a cover over my balcony, but still, like I've had Amazon packages wet. But those are usually those are not that expensive of items, you know. So I don't know. It it's fine. So I'll you know. We're all very lucky that he's not dealing with this right now over podcasting yeah because <laughs> it can, it would probably come close oh yeah a hot toy megazord yeah. that transforms into different pieces yeah it's fine it's fine <laughs> that will um, more than likely be on the show next week as long as i get it, it i'll be all right um all right well <laughs> let's talk about birds of prey spoiler review yeah warning 
full spoiler review. Jake, we need we you to are... dub in like a woo, woo, woo for spoilers. <laughs> um, we've all seen it, so we're going to dive into it. It's probably in the title of this episode. So It is the thumbnail. Yes. So let's get into it, guys. I guess first initial thoughts of the film. We haven't really talked about it. Maybe we've seen each other's social media reactions but i just really saw yours it. it tickled your little heart yes, huh? it did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just i posted our live stream on twitter and the first thing that pops up is your tweet oh tickled, tickled your little heart, heart. Oh, yes because your and, whole dead heart let me explain that a little bit um so i just i love the Hollywood character and there's just certain things in it it's like i don't expect the writers and the creators of the movies to like be so locked into the comics, I guess. And I should have known better because there's just certain things that I'm like, I did not expect. So for example, the beaver in the apartment, I didn't even, Brian said it was in the marketing, like the posters. It is, it's in stuff. the posters. I didn't notice it. So, and I was surprised they're using the hyena, mm -hmm. which was really cool. And I was like, cool, we got the hyena, that's awesome. And when I see the beaver in the apartment, I was like, oh my goodness, you should have seen the grin on my face. I was so happy. I'm and glad you explained that to me because I didn't understand so, the yeah, the beaver in until the comics, you she has that beaver in her bedroom and it's always talking to her and it's always it's always talking crap to her and judging her for I things. wouldn't be surprised if that's a move Margot Robbie made. I, yeah, I mean I feel a lot of the small like things that subtle, you're picking up on nods. like the comic book stuff yeah. is her probably oh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised because yeah. i guarantee you she's been reading like since she yeah. started playing the character she's been reading harley quinn yeah, comics like crazy in the bottom oh that's right i should have noticed that um so anyways like especially i mean i started reading harley quinn with the rebirth run mm -hmm. so i i've read i started reading it since then i never read anything before that but um and so in that like she always that be damn beavers there and it's always and even like when things would happen like just like in the movie when her apartment gets destroyed or attacked she always made sure she grabbed the beaver and took beaver and took him with her um so i love that and like the the ending of the movie is really cool who she's with and who's in her car so but oh not just that overall i really liked the movie i i really did i I do have some issue, uh, some issues with it, but overall, I'm, I'm very, very satisfied with this movie. He did say, it, say yesterday that he had a mild heart attack when the hyena died. Oh. died <laughs> yeah, I mean, I well, died then came back. So yeah. when that happens, I was like, oh my goodness, no! But then when they didn't show him. Mm -hmm. I knew he wasn't dead. Yeah, there was a party that knew that he was going to come back at some point. See, yeah, now I sure. thought he was going to be dead, and that was their way to save money on the CGI or whatever. Of, yeah, but they barely showed him again. Yeah, but I'm still, yeah, yeah. So, but I know uh, why he should have been in the fight at the end. That's why they did. He would have gotten shot, and then you would have been crying. And... No, <laughs> no, hold on, no, no, no. You don't know why I'm saying no. No one's getting shot in this movie. That's mm -hmm. my problem. There's no way. Well, it's the end battle when they're when they're sitting in the tunnel of the amusement park, and they're like ten feet away from each other, and nobody's getting shot. Yes, and even you it's like they're stormtroopers. All the goons are gonna go after them inside the yeah. carnival thing with no guns. Uh -huh. No way. Also, there's also uh, that that scene as well when they're walking outside of the. Um, was it Booby Mile? I think it is. Booby Mile is the the amusement Booby park. Booby Trap Mile. Oh, yeah. Booby Trap Mile. Yeah, yeah. Booby Trap. Um, they're walking out and they're like, oh yeah, nobody's going to be standing out here. We beat them all on the inside. And then they start getting shot at. It's like, yeah. wouldn't you think that there would be people standing outside still and, and they all they didn't come in? looking down at the... Yeah. And they know that wasn't all of their goons. Yeah. But also, even and look, 
I do love this movie overall, but that was my main pet peeve with it. It's like, so even when Harley goes into the police station, there's no way those are trained officers. They're, they yeah. have firearms on them. Someone's yeah. gonna shoot yeah. her. They have firearms yeah. they don't on care them. That she, her, she has a fake, you know, mm-hmm. beanbag gun. They would have killed her. Yeah. But whatever. We gotta suspend our belief, right? Um, but that's my. That was my major issue with the movie. Um, was the the gun sh- mine, gunshots and stuff. Mine is I, I. This I mean, kind of comes back to DC, but like, I don't know if this is if anything is connected anymore if we need to start looking things as individual because in my head i don't understand some of the moves they chose to do with characters like who i mean this spoiler so you can go all out okay so in my head i'm like okay you just killed off blast black mask and can't use him again you just killed off victor zaz you can't use him again you those are two Big, yeah, but good, ba- they, good they Batman characters. Like no, they, did, they, they are, but you also, we have to remember, look on the flip side of what Marvel does. They kill off a lot of their main characters, big villains, in one movie, too. Yeah. Um, and and then, DC's more focused on telling single stories at the moment anyway. Yeah, and then you kind of just took the Cassandra Kane character and just made it... Well, that's the one movie that, that a lot of people were frustrated with. That yeah. is that they made her a kid. So they kind of changed. Much about Cassandra Kane. She's she's kind yeah. of a badass. Yeah. Um, but she's not a kid like, in, the, in the comics. Let me let me Do look it up real quick. Let like, me look it up. Not too much. But um, I I don't know. I personally would have loved to see the Black Mask character keep going. He was so yeah, he was great entertaining. At the same time, I was like. This guy gotta die at the really same, like no, look. I don't. Of course, I want to see you McGregor play him again because he was fantastic. <laughs> they, they killed him. Oh, like, he's an evil human being. Yeah, he's an awful. But, and so that, I was with Jacob. He had to die. Yeah, he had to die. And really? Yeah. Best yeah. death ever. <laughs> he died. <laughs> death. They like we we didn't do best kill this year for Apocalypse Awards, but if we do best kill next year. That might win. <laughs> he, the, literally, you saw the arms and stuff just go poof. Win. So first of all, Cassandra Cain, that might have not worked out the way she thought it was going to work no. out. She she could have got blown up. Yeah. So she, that's bravery on her end. But also, um, Harley is a badass with mm-hmm. the way she fights. I love the action in this movie, especially with Harley Quinn. And... For those people who are going to like say, there's no way she can fight like that. She was in gymnastics her whole life and grew up doing like competitive gymnastics. And she's an acrobat. So yeah. she translated that skill into the ability to fight. And I, that her style of fighting, we've never seen in a superhero movie before. Mm-hmm. Because like you have like maybe Black Widow, right? She's very trained, like real fighter assassin. Margot Robbie or Harley Quinn is using her acrobatic skills to fight, yeah. which is so cool because it makes those scenes where like she's rolling with the rollerblades in front of the car and flips over believable, and it makes those action scenes where she's flipping around. Believable. Well, yeah, the 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 do me, do me a favor, pull this closer, pull this, this? yeah, pull that closer, um, just so we can hear you a little bit better. Oh yeah. Um, so the scene with in the uh, in the police station when they're in the back of the evidence room. Oh yeah. Um, a lot you of see stuff. her flipping around, and when she flips the phone up and then kicks it on yeah. Renee Montoya's face, mm-hmm. uh, the way she uses the bat, or when she you know flings the cocaine at him and everything yeah. like there's she's it's not your prototypical fighting style, and it 
in a real world aspect it wouldn't work but for this world yeah. with the backstory she has it works and it and on screen it translates very well oh yeah especially in the end scene when she's on rollerblades oh, and like yeah. doing all the things that she does uh, she was on rollerblades on the spinning thing fighting yeah yeah she's like she she's very and talented Robbie said that that was literally like she's like, very very, very talented like, that yes. was crazy yes it's awesome it's the way she fights is, like you said, we've never seen it before, and I think it works out very well for this type of movie and the way that this universe is set up inside this world. Yeah. Um, because she compliments, you know, you have you have Harley Quinn who kind of uses like bats and mallets and uses her legs a lot, and then you have someone like this version of a Dina Lance who uses her hands a lot and she punches the crap out of people and then you have huntress who is just again very kind of acrobatic in a way but she shoots the gun right it's not a gun well she does use a gun a gun and a crossbow it's not a bow it's a crossbow that's what she was crossbow killer Uh, yes um (laughs) and so they all complement each other very well and it's very cool to see them kind of work together that that final fight scene when that giant tracking shot of this everything happening was by far the best part of it and the hair tie yeah, like, the hair tie was definitely the best. Everyone's freaking out about that yeah, on social because media. it's so true. Yeah. Like how these women fight how in their lend each other hair ties yes. all the time. Well, that, <laughs> but it's like yeah. you always have these fight scenes with like female actresses and their hair is going everywhere. And then well, it's, it's like, a totally yeah. Harley move. Hair tie? Yeah. yeah, like it's just a Harley Quinn move. I maybe the funniest line in the movie is like. When the F does she have time to make a suit change? Yes. Because yes. <laughs> us as fans would wonder the same thing, but they called themselves out. It's also that. just a callback to the comics, because things like that happen in the comics oh, yeah. all the time. And they didn't show it, but she totally went around a corner real quick and changed her, <laughs> changed it into those. Yeah. And it worked out, because if she didn't have them on, she couldn't have chased mm-hmm. the car at the end. So yeah. I, I really... It took me a while... To it took me until yesterday to kind of really say that I enjoyed this movie. It, it you came it, it out sat looking like me. you were like it sat yeah. with me for a while, and I was I tried to kind of wrap my head around why it was sitting with me. I think the reason why is because it took for it took him so long to become the birds of prey. Yeah, it, it took very it honestly it, was very slow paced at the beginning. Yeah, oh, and after like the first twenty minutes, it it was very slow. paced So it yeah it it really felt like I was watching a movie. So like. A lot of times these days, like whether it's Star Wars or maybe even DC does it too, they do like these five book comic book arcs, right? They tell a story in like four or five different issues. That's kind of how I viewed the movie. It very, it very much felt like they were, like there were separate stories in one larger story. Yeah, um, I and that. That, I think that's why it took me so long to kind of get my head around it because it just it it's not that it felt like it was six different movies in one. It that's just how it was structured. And that's why I think I like it so much because it takes chances on certain things. Um, it feels like a comic book. It it does feel like yeah. a comic book exactly. It, it feels like you're literally flipping the pages on certain aspects. You know, like one scene you're watching Black Canary and Black Mask, um, you know, do their thing, and then the next one, all of a sudden, it's randomly seeing Harley Quinn inside a police station. Or it's but like then they she... see a flashback of her understanding why she gets to the police. Yeah, station. it's almost kind of like when she was like, "Wait a minute, how did we get to this?" It's like she slipped in the exactly. Back. It's it's totally structured like that, and I think that's why it took me so long to kind of get used to it because it's different and it's just unique it compared was kind to everything. Of told like a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like the flashbacks and everything, and then it kind of caught itself up a little bit, and then we kind of went forward. Um, um, 
But I, I think the one major thing, the one major issue, I guess, is that they weren't together for the entire thing. It was literally maybe 15 minutes well, of that's them the together. Thing. It's not a birds of prey. It's movie. not. I, that's. I think that's why I'm I'm frustrated because they shouldn't have called it that. No. They should have called it Harley Quinn and the. Birds I don't of even prey. think they should have called that. I think it. I. It would have been way too much of a title, but they should have called it the Emancipation of Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. That's what so they should have called it. Or literally yeah. just the Emancipation because of they, Harley Quinn. Because they even solidified it at the very end. When they when the Birds of Prey name comes up, Harley Quinn's not even involved in yeah. that. Yeah. She's not in that team. And so the entire she's not a bird of prey. Hey, it's and neither is Cassandra Kane. So it was just, those three characters were just the birds of prey. It should have either been yeah. called straight a Harley Quinn movie, flat out, and, or you combine like Harley Quinn's and the Birds of Prey, or I like the funky title, The Emancipation of One of one Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yeah. It goes I mean, straight wacky with the title. Because that's the thing. Birds of Prey is the first thing in yes. the title. So it makes you think it's a Birds of Prey movie, which it's not at all. Well, like, and the TV it, commercials now are saying Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Well, they're 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 talking that, but the logo yeah. says yeah, Birds of Prey. Exactly. And movie theaters, movie theater marquees, they don't, it doesn't say the emancipation of Harley Quinn. It says Birds of Prey. Yeah. And so it people are thinking, and it's not Birds of Prey. Well, it's not a Birds of Prey movie. Yeah, my ticket stub literally it's says Birds, Birds of Prey. Of Prey. Yeah. I honestly think that that's going to affect, like if they would have just called it Harley Quinn or something, a more simple title that indicates that this is a Harley Quinn movie, I think, I honestly think it might be doing better. Well, like, it's, it's being wise. hurt by, I think it's being hurt by, um, by the marketing a little bit kind of confusing people. But I, I honestly believe that this movie could have been rated PG-13 minus a few scene changes. Minus a few scene changes. So, and the dialogues. A lot of F-bombs. Well, yes. The dialogue you can, is, you can well, take I, back I, on that. I totally I agree. think this movie could have been the same exact movie, but been much more successful if it wasn't rated R. I think this it, isn't a necessary rated R movie. To be honest, no. it prob- the only things that got it rated R was the cursing, the, the cursing and probably that cocaine scene. No, no I wouldn't even, I'd say it's the hyena eating the leg. Yeah, that's an R-rated scene. That's the thing. That's an R-rated scene. You don't have to do much to this movie mm-hmm. to make it PG-13. 100%. And that's probably hurting the box office yeah. as well. Because you, you know how many high school girls probably want to go watch this? Oh, yeah. I work at a high school, and they well, all want to Well, I have a coworker who it. wanted to take her daughter, but and then and then she's like, just let me know how it is. I told her, I was like, you can't take it. And, and that's can't. the thing. Now parents can't take their kids to this now, even though people were taking their kids to see Deadpool. <laughs> now, did Deadpool... Didn't Deadpool... Do like a re-release of in Deadpool PG-13? PG-13, but it was a completely different structure. It was a narration yeah, of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. People didn't like. It. I never saw yeah. it, but a lot of people mm-hmm. didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was, it is what it is. It was wacky, and I mean, I didn't have a problem with it. I liked uh, the one thing that did bother me was, um, Renee Montoya was in it more than Huntress. And that oh, Huntress yeah. wasn't in it very much, which Huntress I was very was disappointed by. In it. I loved everything with Huntress. The yep. backstory, yep. the storytelling, Hit. and even when they showed that flashback of that mob family being killed, I was the like, Burton the Ellis. little girl didn't get didn't get yeah. shot. Here's like, the thing, though. The way before they told us that, with that is, if you know, I mean, they clearly didn't use her as much because they wanted you to be shocked that she was the little kid. But if you know anything, you know who she is about Huntress. You saw that coming from the beginning. Like, I knew that was happening from the beginning. And to me, that kind of bummed me out because they you they didn't use her for that shock value of, oh, she's the daughter. Yeah. And, yeah but, yeah. like, if you know anything about that, 
you knew exactly who that was. What do they call it? The crossbow killer? The crossbow yeah. killer, yeah. So the reason why I'm so disappointed in her not being there, well, there's two reasons. One, I think Mary Elizabeth Winsett is like one of the greatest working actresses today. I think she's so underrated, and she and I hopefully this role kind of catapults her. She was so awkward. But that's the second but reason. They is because that her, on purpose, though. Because her yeah. personality is so different compared to the others, and she's so awkward. I would have loved to have seen that play out more in scenes because – the backstory they gave her, she was isolated with men her entire life. She was yeah. isolated with men her and entire I life. Because yeah. Harley Quinn says, "Oh, she was great at being an assassin, but sucked at everything." Exactly. Else, meaning I wanted to and see that, that more. Yeah. And in it, the last scene when they're at the Mexican restaurant and she's kind of having like she's laughing when she's not supposed to laughing. I wanted to see more of that. Yeah. And, and with the t- and again, it goes back to not seeing this group of women together. I when they got together, I was pumped. Like I was pumped. Yeah. But. It wasn't. There wasn't enough of that. There really wasn't enough of that. I love the part where she kills Victor's eyes, and she's like, "All right, I'm done. Yeah, I'm gonna and go like, now. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like exactly. Her whole life's complete. She's good. Exactly. Like, that's it. And uh, and the fact that she didn't really great, care yeah. for the for the dimer, diamond. Oh, she didn't care about it at all. No, well, she, I also I also don't. Well, but but it's I don't know the if Bertinelli diamond. But, like, I, but I I don't know if she knew about that. That's true. I don't know because nobody seemed to know about that, that other than than Black Mask. So. That's I, true. Well, Harley knew she was telling us. Yes, yeah, but yeah. she didn't care about that either. She just. Well, she it. was narrating it from after the fact, though. Yeah, but she knew eventually. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but no, I love the way they portrayed Hunter. She should have been in it more for sure. But the way that uh, she's acting the role, she did. She's doing that on purpose because mm-hmm. she's supposed to be this oddball. Yep. And I love. We saw that in the trailer where she goes, "Sure." Yes. Like I love yes. that line and. She was probably, other than Harley, probably my favorite character in the whole movie. Um, I, I did oh, see, like now Black I, Canary, but see, not as it, much as Huntress. It's funny because I went into this thinking I wasn't going to like Black Canary, and I walked out loving Black Canary. I like Black Canary a lot. There too. wasn't a character I didn't like. I'll say that. I liked yeah. every every single rendition Pretty of the much, character. Yeah. I think that they all, they were all standouts for... And we haven't seen a lot on the big stage of Journey Smollett-Bell, who plays Black Canary. She's a brooding beast in this movie like yeah. she like when yeah. she punches people feel it like you yeah. feel it um her costume is terrible at the end of the movie but whatever <laughs> that's just beside the point um yeah and i like renee montoya as well uh i think huntress was great she's probably my third favorite because my second favorite is by far black mask oh like, yeah, yeah yeah you want gregor i loved you Victor could tell Zaz. he had so much he fun was playing he, was loving it. he had so much fun playing i this loved role. the relationship of him and Victor's ass, how they so were just weird. so it's weird so, together. Like how well Vic, they made Victor's ass much a uh, very much of a creeper, which played into it very and well. I lo- I, when every single time, like he, uh, what was it when they were in the club? And he goes, "Is she making fun of me?" Yeah, she yeah. definitely makes fun yeah, she, of you. No, she and he antagonizes him. <laughs> yeah. He totally antagonizes. But that scene was was hard to watch. Man, oh yeah, that ripping was, the clothes off, the, yeah. the dress off the woman. Yeah, that was tough. That was, yeah, he's yeah. I mean, they, they started off strong by literally. Tearing the dude's face off in the family, like I cutting the faces off. That. Like that's I thought hardcore, he was just man. cutting his throat. Yeah, and then it was like I was like, oh my god. And then it comes back later on by seeing the actual guy who it is. The storytelling yeah. aspect of oh, it was really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think he was I think he was great. And it's it is a bummer that he died, but he did need to die. Yeah. But I think that he served this story very well. I never thought that he was gonna survive this movie no, or no, no, no. be in another movie. Not with the Harley Quinn in it. There's no not with the Harley Quinn in it. For yeah, sure. no. And that's the thing. It's like. As soon as he was cast as the villain, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I was always imagining it as a one and done. Mm-hmm. And that's totally okay because he was amazing. I, like, it's hard for me to see Ewan McGregor in a villain role, but he played it Killed so well it. that I didn't even. 
it was the perfect that. villain for him. Yeah. He's yeah. not he's not the menacing, super serious, I'm gonna kill you, don't yeah. test me yeah. type of guy. He's the jokey, the one yeah. who kinda has fun with it. Like this exact type but of But he's role. also his character is a psychopath. Well that like, and it played in very psychopath. well. When he, he, when he put that mask on, I was like, Oh, it's going down. Yeah. Like, like it's going down. The mask is an dope. emotional wreck. Like he just he's all over the place emotionally. And the mask was really cool. The mask yeah, was, was cool. really cool. It was. I am um, oh my god, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> Skip me. Yeah. I it I liked it though. Um what do what do we think about this is probably like the major last thing but how how do we think they handled the breakup of the Joker? Everything with that. Good. Um I was fine with it. Cuz that's a big part of the story. Oh, I remember where I was going with this so come back to me. Sorry. <laughs> I liked it but I just I felt like there was something missing not seeing the Joker. You saw it from side to face. flashbacks, yeah. Well, and it wasn't. It, well, they shot new scenes, but it wasn't Jared Leto, obviously. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. So I just—that's the thing. Like, I and I understand why they weren't going to bring Jared Leto back for this this role because they're scared or something. But I just—I liked it. They did the best they could without having the Joker actually be in it. I think um, it made sense, but it was very. It what? It's not that it was glossed over, but it just happened very quickly. It was like a, a very very sudden big, turn. Yeah. As far as like, like when the... she was with him, and then all of a sudden she wasn't. Yeah, I like when she blew up Ace Chemicals. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, we seen that. We saw that in the very first trailer. But yeah, the whole scene played out very well. That was cool, and yeah. I, I think, you know, what a lot of people are going to connect to is how heartbroken she was and how long it took for her to get over it. And I thought that was very humanizing for the character because we think that she's such a strong character and she is, but she, her weakness is the Joker Mm -hmm. and she was devastated. And I love how she just kept saying like, I'm going to be fine. And then she's like crying her eyes out. I don't think anybody in the history of the world has ever drinking more alcohol than Harley Quinn has. Probably not. Yeah. That, that montage of her in the club and like, my she god took the five right? my yeah. god <laughs> I, it's so funny though because the one thing i've been wondering since the trailer was who is she crying over in that scene when she's like oh reaching out? Was the, the the was <laughs> i was like oh yeah. man what is the so birds of praise is gonna die was awesome like she's running and it's in it's in her it's bra and her. she's like we're gonna have this one day yeah yeah, yeah it was, that was, great. That was great. Great. it made me want a breakfast sandwich really bad well, it well, looked incredible the whole did. the whole montage of him making it is mm-hmm. like yeah that's that's what the definition of this movie is like that's how this movie is she's just sitting there yeah it's like she just she's that's the thing like it might seem super random but she loves food. Yes. Harley Quinn loves food. She's obsessed with it. She's yeah, she always talking about it. She's like, yeah. <laughs> she robbed the store of the food. Oh, that scene was great. Yeah. That scene was oh, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. thing, okay, I remember what I was going to say. The thing that actually shocked me probably the most was the fact that they talked about the other DC movies. Where she said, like, this, oh, how she saved the world and all those things. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's in the same mm-hmm. shared cinematic universe. I know. But I would have thought at this point, like, DC wants to kind of, like, step away from yeah. it. Hence why they were doing that with the Joker. Hence, like, well, I, other I things. Well, I think they did. But if, correct me if I'm wrong. When they mentioned it, wasn't it within, like, 10 seconds of, like, one sentence they mentioned it? How, like, she saved the world, did all yeah. this, and it was gone. Yes, yeah, right? She, she was like, nobody's like me. So it was essentially just like, like it was like, essentially like a dialogue cameo of all those movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Basically. I, I, I want to make sure I'm remembering it. Remembering yeah, it I'm just yeah. surprised that they even mentioned, like, well, I did an Aquaman, too, like, uh, they talk about say, Bruce Wayne well, or something. Yeah, no, yeah. talk about how he's, they defeated Steppenwolf oh, and yes, all that yes, stuff. Yeah, no, I understand, but, like, I would have thought by now, like, it seems that they're going towards, like, 
singular movies at this point yeah. that they would have wanted to distance themselves from the team up e type movies, especially with the new Suicide Squad coming out. That they that surprised me. Like I thought maybe they would well, do subtle I things. Think like they are, but as far as they'll go is subtle references. Like that. I, I think that they're but leaving she's it be in the Suicide Squad though. I think yes. I yeah. think they're leaving Which it. I'm so yeah. Happy I about. think they're leaving it open for yeah. a recon, reconnectivity later on down the line. Yeah. I it was funny though because I did when she goes, hey, I know that guy, and it's the Captain Boomerang post. <laughs> yeah. It's just like ah, Jack I love Courtney. that guy. I do agree. I think one day they we will yeah. go back to the connectivity. Mm-hmm. And I do think one day we will get another Justice League movie, but a probably lot, far down the line yes. because I I think like Wonder Woman, Shazam, and Aquaman would play so well on screen together. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Shazam and Aquaman together? Like and Harley Quinn and too. How he's always well, in Shazam, he's always bashing Aquaman. Too. So so I was doing research on this yesterday because I was just very interested. But in the comic books, you know, Joker and Harley Quinn broke up. You know, they're not together anymore. Um, and I think it was yesterday they actually revealed that DC created a new uh, girlfriend for Joker called Punchline. Like, there's a new girlfriend coming really? down the line. And so they're talking about how uh, Harley Quinn has kind of turned the table and she's like helping out Batman in certain stories and stuff. So I'm not well, saying that at she, the end of the movie, the after credits yeah. scene, where so, she goes, Did you know Batman was. Yeah, and, yeah. I'm not stop. saying that she's going to be in a Justice League movie one day, but. I could very much see Warner Brothers giving Harley Quinn the Deadpool factor where she's an anti-hero and when she's really needed in that situation, she does help them. And I would love to see that because she's that type of character. Well, that's basically what they did in this movie. They made her anti-hero. She she could very much be WB's Deadpool. She's a a badass mercenary. And and a dog walker. And a dog walker. And a dog dog walker. I love the mercenary's card thing. Just throughout the whole movie. And she's like, can you reach in my pocket? And it's like, it's a business card. There's so many things that we haven't been able to talk about that just Harley Quinn does in general that that I loved with in this movie. No, I agree with you though. Like she's not gonna be in a space battle with Mm -hmm. Superman. No. But she'll she could totally help Batman with something. She's she she may not be at this level because she Black Widow's an Avenger, but she can very much be a Black Widow type of character where she's the human on the team. Yeah. And she does stuff on the ground. And the thing for me is in Suicide, even though I loved her in Suicide Squad, I never believed that they even needed her because Mm -hmm. she, they never established that she was a great fighter in Suicide Squad. They tried to play that, oh, she uses her psychological angle to help the team, but it didn't really work in Suicide Squad. After this movie, it works. I totally yeah, believe that she can first go out and fight with alongside those people, just like Black Widow does. Black yeah. Widow doesn't have any powers, mm-hmm. and she could definitely use her mind games and her psychological aspect. In I can't that. wait to see James Gunn do stuff with her. Oh, in that it's movie, gonna be awesome. yeah, especially that movie's gonna building be. off of this. Well, and that's gonna be, that's fights. gonna be a telling of where the future holds, not just with her, but with the universe. Like if they. If, if he uses her in a specific way, we're going to know going well, forward where her role is. that'll show us, like, okay, they can do the shared cinematic mm-hmm. universe thing and make it work. And yeah. I, I trust James Gunn, so... And yeah. do we even know anything about that movie, plot-wise, or anything? Mm-hmm. Nope. It just said it's going to be more grounded. James Gunn has said it's oh, it's going to be much more of a grounded type of movie. He's for sure going to kill off at least 75% of that cast, and it's going to be hilarious. Oh, uh, I wouldn't go that far. He... They, he has lesser named people for a reason. No, I know, but I wouldn't say he's going to kill off seventy five percent of them. That's a, that's a big number. That it's a big number. There's a, that cast is like twenty something people. Yes, but they're not all going to have major roles. That's, that's what I mean. They're going to get killed. Mm, we'll see. Who was the guy in Suicide Squad who 
who gets his head blown off like in the first oh, oh uh, harbinger no not harbinger uh, no uh, uh the guy who swings on things yeah it uh, like the, but like that, I, it's funny because like, i wanted to say like they're all marketing right him the... part of the team and he just gets his head blown off right in the beginning of the i'm movie. gonna look it up uh something with, it's like it's, it's something like with... slingshot or something but that's not it it's yeah. something like that but um but no i i freaking love this movie all right look I'm going to say I have not seen Bad Boys for Life, but honestly, I think this is the best start to a year in movies and that I can remember. We're not we're barely What else have you seen? We're barely in the beginning of February. So we're like what like 5 weeks in, 6 weeks into the year. Yeah. And there's been three great yeah, movies. Yeah, so Bad Boys for Life, I haven't seen it. The Gentleman. Also, The Gentleman. The Gentleman was great. amazing. Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, I love this movie. I remember being in the sixth week of the year and having three movies that are like uni- like a lot of people like and yeah. universally loved. So I'm, I'm excited for this. And, th- and hopefully the box office doesn't, you know... Harm it too bad. Slipknot. 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 Yeah. Um. Hopefully the box office doesn't hurt it too bad, but this is another win for DC. I mean, at least critically. And if you count these string of wins, you know, it. No, people are gonna have to stop talking crap about DC because. I think they've already reached that point. Yeah. This is. There's still some fans who. Is this three in a row successful as far as critics go? Correct. Well, outside of Joker. The DCEU, right? Aquaman, Shazam, and this. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's three in a row critically. You well, could include Joker, that's four. Was 86. And then if Wonder Woman 84 does what we think it does. And if this if this can make a little bit more money, because right now it is struggling pretty oh, yeah. hard. Um, but it, its budget was only $84 million. Yeah, but it's only going to make like 45 opening weekend. And then you you count into the fact yeah, that it might we drop released, next weekend. Have we released in... China. It's all rated. China's not going to hold on to this. That's, that's the big right. problem. No, it it should have been PG thirteen, uh-huh. to be honest. And I think I think they'll they'll they now know. But um, if you haven't seen it and you you go go support this movie. I put it up on Twitter. Yeah, support this movie. That. Yeah, because it, and it's it's not just because it's all rated or that it's an all all female cast. Like it's just a it's a good fun wacky movie. It really is uh, very so, unique for comic book yes. films as well. And I'm I'm definitely gonna see, be seeing it a couple. I thought about I, I thought about this morning going to see it sometime this weekend again to kind of like yeah. just get a little bit more refresher on it. Take gaps yeah. to see it. I told her she she doesn't seem interested in it, but I think she'd enjoy it. Tell her it's a badass chick fighting movie. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> no, for sure. Yes, please go support Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. All right, before we move on to our movie news rundown, just want to tell you a little about bit about our other podcasts and our podcast pa- podcast channels. We're at Apocalypse Movies on Anchor, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. If you prefer listening to us in audio format, and you can also you can find our shows Apocalypse Now, the Padawan Podcast, Nerd Nation, and the Casting Table. Almost said Casting Call, <laughs> Casting Table, as well as um, once the Fandalorian comes back, we'll also do the Fandalorian. Club. We'll probably do October. something for the Clone Wars. Yes, oh, we'll for probably sure. do something for the Clone Wars. Two Isn't weeks, two up? weeks, oh, two man. weeks. Yep. Oh man! And then also we have our Less yearly than. rankings up and our Apocalypse 
awards videos up as well. Um, and tomorrow we are doing tomorrow. a little Oscar live stream of yep. us watching the Oscars and reactions. We're doing prediction ballots and it's going to be fun. We're going to have food, maybe a little bit of drinks and just you have some fun and watch the Oscars. So please join us for that tomorrow if you're a fan of those things. And with that being said, uh, Mr. Jake Berlin, what do we have for the movie news rundown? Um, not a whole lot that happened this week as far as news. We have a couple of trailers that I threw in there as well to kind of wrap it up. But uh, obviously the big one we talked about on Nerd Nation or Brian Keith did uh, quickly. Uh, Sam Raimi might direct Doctor Strange 2. It's not official as of right now, uh, but apparently he's in final negotiations to um, jump on board that project. Uh, Lionsgate officially uh, greenlit a Knives Out sequel, and Ryan Johnson also talked a little bit about that as well. Um, some details about the film, which is um, expected and possibly going to be released in 2022, so quicker than uh, later. And then we have the first trailer for the Saucepin of Spiral, which is the Chris Rock movie, and a brand new trailer for The Way Back, the sports drama with Ben Affleck, uh, direct, directed by the gentleman from Miracle and warrior i believe so uh those are our four four pieces of news yeah you love that warrior or no miracle, miracle. no yeah. i was gonna go through yeah. all each one uh -huh. I, all... look any any sports any sports movie i'm pretty much uh on board with um but and i'll be honest the first trailer for the way back i was like okay like I, I'm interested in this. Like, I'm, I'm really interested. The second trailer hit me. Like, it, it, it just brought that like that sports drama feel. It gave where me you a Coach get... Carter feel, and I love that movie. Yeah, but it the the thing with Warrior and Miracle compared to like Coach Carter is that it brought this element of like emotion to the yeah. movie. And I know that Coach Carter has the emotion. I, I totally get that. But you know, Miracle, based on a true story, obviously a major part in our sports history. Um, and Warrior, I mean, you have that brother brother combo uh, that is, is such is, is like on the different level. And then, you know, Ben Affleck playing a recovering alcoholic who was like a star back in the day, you know, teaching kids. But it very much has that. We've seen this story plenty of times before. But the fact that it's coming from the director of Warrior and Miracle, it just tells me that this movie is going to bring a different layer for me personally. I like I like that. Uh, what kind of caught my attention during this trailer was that. He was only good at basketball because his dad was pushing him to be good at basketball. And then once he stopped doing that, like that whole, like a lot of people go through that. So mm -hmm. it's like that kind of, well, yeah, when I caught that, I was like, like, my dad didn't love me. He only loved me for what I could do. He, yeah. he yeah. found out I was good. Then he started liking me again. Yeah. Yeah. Which that, that I, when hard, I heard man. that in that the movie, hard. I was like, or the trailer, I was like, oh. Yeah. It's like the way that plays into his alcoholism and mm -hmm. everything. And the, thing about this is ben affleck has struggled with addiction and he's been in re in and out of rehab and when i heard about this movie i was like man that's like so you know he's bringing his personal emotion to this film as well and i am just at this point like ben affleck is i, I don't want to say actors but just as far as i love him as an actor personal, I, I, I love him as an actor yeah. but i don't want to say he's one of my favorite actors of all time yeah. but he's one of my favorite people in film of all time when he when it comes to his writing his directing yep. and his acting i'm just a huge ben affleck fan. totally and anything that he's in i'm gonna be interested in and it's funny because I remember when I was a kid, people used to just, you know, make fun of Ben Affleck because he did a string Dare of bad devil. movies and the Geely thing um, with, with Jennifer Lopez is considered one of the worst movies ever. Um, but he's come way, uh, he's come a long way from that. And, um, and 
yeah, so I this movie is gonna have an emotional feel. It's about basketball, just about sports in general, which is which is really cool. And I I think it's gonna it looks good to be honest. And it's weird because you know these movies it looks like a movie that should come out in December, but it's coming out in March. So it's you know you're not expecting it to be an Oscar movie, obviously. But it, I just I don't care. I just want a good movie, and it, it looks like it's it is. so it's directed by Gavin O'Connor, who also did The Accountant with Affleck. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Man, they they have a good mm-hmm. they have a good. There's a lot together, of those right? a yeah. lot of those people who are you know doing kind of combinations and whatnot like with each Wahlberg other. And, yeah, and it also um, stars Janina Gavankar, who did Ivan Versio for Battlefront mm-hmm. Two. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, I did recognize her. She's his ex-wife, right? Uh, maybe I think she might be like a girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Or oh, maybe like an old flame no, or something. I think she is just the the lady that has drawn an interest to him and. Or an old okay. friend. I thought they showed like pictures of him and her, and then they might have been like anymore. a high school fling, and maybe yeah. his alcoholism got in the way or but something. I, as soon as I saw her, I was like, uh, I, I recognized her right away. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm actually really looking forward to that movie. Um, I I want to talk about Sam Raimi potentially do- directing Doctor Strange too, because I was a little bummed to hear that Scott Derrickson was off. Yep. Um, but I, you know, it's for a reason. I trust Kevin Feige. He hasn't really. He hasn't had a lot of drama with directors and everything like that. So it's for a reason. They obviously – and like you said when this happened, this literally is because of creative differences. Like mm-hmm. we hear that every time a director leaves something. But this literally – and I don't know for a fact, but I just know knowing Kevin Feige, they just couldn't agree on yeah. what they were going to do with this Derrickson movie. wanted to do a horror movie and, yeah. and Feige doesn't want that in the universe. He and doesn't want a full-out horror movie. I would say Feige probably Disney doesn't want. No, Feige's got full control now. I know, but I'm saying like yeah. he knows Disney's not going to fly with a horror movie in their genre. Yeah, Bob, I New still have to is pushed, it, but I, I yeah. didn't think it was Kevin Feige's choice. But the funny thing about that is if they're going for Sam Raimi, who's mostly a horror director, mm-hmm. th- I think this movie is going like like Captain America the Winter Soldier is a spy thriller. It's going to have a, a horror element. Movie. This is going to be a horror mm-hmm. movie, you know, a superhero movie that has a horror element to it. The, I wouldn't say horror. I'm I'm sticking sub, with scary. The main subgenre is going to be horror. What I would say is it's going to feel like Don't Breathe. Where it's a thriller. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Where God. that still has that that element of surprise. It has that like creep factor, but it's uh, not. It's not a horror. Give me movie. that. And I love that movie. This is a big movie. Mm-hmm. This movie is going to define a lot of things in the MCU. So there's actually forward. there's actually another piece of news that kind of came out about this yesterday. Um, Marvel brought on the writer, writer of Loki, right? uh, yeah. the writer of Loki, mm-hmm. to do another pass on the script. So that means they're not just. Re- adding a new director, they're changing a lot of things. In it. And I, there's also the the gentleman who worked with Derrickson on the on the first movie in the script came out and said yesterday on Twitter that that the two of them actually never wrote a script for the sequel, which I don't believe personally. Um, for Doctor Strange two, yeah, no, for right. Doctor Str- yeah, for Doctor Strange two. <laughs> yeah. um, I I don't I don't personally believe that. So that that he posted on Twitter that, and people are kind of running with it. Um, that doesn't make sense that. to me. That doesn't make sense to me that they wouldn't have written a script. That doesn't make no. sense to me at all. You know, You're, Scott Derrickson has been working on a script that's for what Doctor I'm Strange saying. 2 since Doctor Strange. Because he out. hasn't directed a movie since yeah, Doctor he's Strange. He's been working on it for years. Yes. So, uh, but that came out. But yeah, I mean, look, this is this is very exciting. I mean, we, Sam Raimi's a name. He's a name. Um, and he obviously directed the Spider-Man trilogy. He de- the original did, dr- Spider-Man trilogy. Yes. In, did he? he? Yeah. I'm uh, joking. He, oh, yeah. God. Um, <laughs> Look, his, his track up. record. His track I would record. Be surprised if you didn't know that. Shame on you. His track record isn't the greatest, 
but he's Sam Raimi and he knows what's supposed to be done. And I think with Marvel as his backing, it definitely helps. Um, he's produced an incredible amount of good movies. Uh, we mentioned Don't Breathe. Um, you know, he did a, a bunch of other horror films that he's uh, been backing guys. He's with, a like, lot older now. So Fetty Alvarez. Not, he does a lot of Fetty Alvarez movies. He did uh, Fetty Alvarez Evil Dead remake that he produced. Yeah. That but he's he's been, he, he's been attached in some capacity to a lot of horror, like so in capacity with the Grudge. Yeah, and, and, and you know he directed uh, the original. You said the original Spider Man. He directed Oz the Great and Powerful, uh, Drag Me to Hell. I actually like Oz the Great and Powerful. So why? Yeah, it's fun. Uh, but like I think I think the connection. With Marvel is the big thing because we've seen plenty of directors who we questioned before step in and do a great job. And, and it's different from what they usually mm-hmm. do. They usually get an indie filmmaker who's mm-hmm. up and coming. Yes. And this is the exact opposite. And so I think it yeah. I think it's a good pairing. Um and like we've mentioned before, he has he has an eye for the horror element. And I think he can bring something to it. Yeah. Um personally I would have loved to have seen Fetty Alvarez be on, be on board to yeah, brought this, and then lot, he produce it because they they, they worked together a lot this. of the time. Yeah, and Fetty Alvarez did Don't Breathe, which is why I'm going to that. Um, that movie's so, so good. I think, uh, but I look, it's it's exciting. I mean, Sam Raimi's a name. He's stepping back into the world of superheroes, um, and it's also like people are are running with it. Like, oh my god, is Spider Man going to show up in this movie? Is Spider Man well, going to show up in this movie? The Morbius <laughs> thing freaked everyone out when they yes. saw the poster. Yes, so. What if they've known about it for this whole time? I think Tom Holland is going to be in this movie. Probably. Because and it's not, that's not just coming out of nowhere. Him and Doctor Strange have a lot of interactions in the comics. Well, they and, were in Infinity War a lot of the time. That exactly. They know each other. Like mm-hmm. it makes sense, right? And there's a lot of things like both in New York. I used to watch. Um, I used to watch the most recent Spider-Man series on Disney XD, yeah. and there's a couple. There's an episode where he goes into the multiverse with Doctor Strange. So I'm gonna make a bold prediction that just kind of while we were talking about this came into my head. I would not be surprised if this is how they drag the uh, the Netflix superheroes, the Defenders, in. Those are all New York Maybe. characters. There's a I'm, lot of things they can do with this. I'm, the, I'm, how much would you X-Men flip well? your effing mind if Charlie Cox gets pulled in through this? Just, I'd be f- <laughs> yeah, don't even be started with that. Just, um, uh, him and Jessica Jones. I, I think. I think that we obviously know that Scarlet Witch is going to be in this. Yeah. And she, I think that they're going to go her. I think for the next however many movie, movies, they're going to play with her being a villain. Um, I think they're going to play with that, but I'm starting to wonder if this movie will also, or possibly be about him chasing down Loki inside the multiverse. Cause he's doing all kinds of different Ooh, things and messing hmm. stuff up. Yep. And I'm starting to wonder that if movie. it's, that's what it's going to be the about writer from that Loki is working on it. That's what I'm starting to think. I'm wondering that could be the string that ties Loki to all these. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if he's jumping around doing and things and Dr. Strange is the guy that, that ever since watches the Ragnarok, this. when Loki's like, you fake sorcerer. And yeah. I always wanted to see them fight. I, I'm starting to wonder if, if Loki's going to be the big villain in this movie. Because the I, old Loki, 2012 Loki. Yeah, that's what I'm starting one. to wonder. That the would make sense. Hasn't like the one from Endgame. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm starting to wonder. Oh. Interesting, because I've I've been saying since Man. the beginning, <laughs> it's interesting that all of these Disney Plus stories have a clear connection to the MCU, mm-hmm. except for Loki, because Loki, like, it's just like, what are you gonna do with him other than just like yeah. showing him jumping around and doing it? 
that could be it. It makes so much sense what you said, man. And, and now you got me so excited. I'm also wondering, like, we know that at some point, you know, Scarlet Witch is going to lose her mind or whatever. I don't know. I don't necessarily know if they're going to go on board with that 100% where, like, it's over a span of movies. I think it might happen relatively quickly. Doctor Strange pulls her back, and then the two of them might go after him. Maybe. That's what I'm starting to wonder, like, because she's he hmm. essentially goes, like, look, this is happening. I need your help. Like, I need your help to do this. Yeah. And and Loki, I honestly think, and my only problem with Thor Ragnarok is that they depowered Loki in mm-hmm. that movie. Because he's so much more powerful than they yeah. show him in that movie. Like, when Thor's holding him in the hammers, Loki could have got out of that. Like, there's, he's, they they really depowered him. That's my only problem with that movie. So, that that's the thing. Like, you would think, oh, Doctor Strange and Scarlet's going after Loki. That's easy. But it's not as easy as you think if Loki's just at his full power so i i i would love that and if they find a way to bring charlie cox into the mcu i would be the happiest man on earth <laughs> we know so real I quick just, uh oh real goodness. quick mr mr keith barnes is in the chat hey keith um, and he said raimi is one of the kings of campiness and then he also commented said strange said loki was on his list of beings that were a major threat oh yeah so true uh, well and you remember how oh no keith remember how i was trying to tell you that yeah, Loki had that patch in yeah, the, the time variance force. Yeah. Time variance for uh, time variance authority. Authority, yeah. Time variance and authority. It's, yeah. Uh, which is tasked with preventing changes to the multiverse and its time. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm telling you guys. I'm, I'm starting to think that yeah. Loki might be the main bad guy of, multi- of multiverse of madness. I really do. Two things, Keith. Get on board with Sam Raimi directing this movie. <laughs> it's gonna happen. And. Did we spoil Birds of Prey for you, man? What are you doing? I know, probably. It's in, it's in the title. <laughs> he probably if he, jumped if he clicked in, on like, it, if he clicked on it. So, his fault. He's almost like Gio where he's like, I don't care that much. I know, right? <laughs> uh, real quick, um, I just want to say Knives Out sequel, on board 1,000%. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, love yes. it. That's Especially happening. Especially with just the way they're doing it with just Daniel with Craig just, coming back. Well, I think new that... New history, new characters. I think that it's going to be Daniel Craig, oh, and Lakeith Steinfeld, yes. and the other cops. Yes. So do I. Yeah, the three of them, which is... Because they're all and because the the uh, not Lucky Seinfeld but the other guy he's in every Ryan Johnson movie he's yeah. like Ryan Johnson's guy oh really and so he'll and definitely he added be back. A, a, like a comedic fun yes. element to that and Lucky Seinfeld's yeah. just Lucky Seinfeld it's funny. Like, he's, he's great, great too yeah. it's yeah. funny because I consider these the like good and successful version of well these are the modern day added Christie yeah, novel. yeah I was yeah. gonna say the good in the done right versions of the murder on mm-hmm. the orient express type because we're gonna get death on the nile this year and then uh the spiral trailer i think it looks cool I think it looks yeah cool. it looks interesting i don't pass like, i haven't seen enough to like for it to be different mm-hmm. enough for Saul to make me interested but i trust chris rock chris mm-hmm. rock is a genius so whatever he's doing i'm on board with uh he's keith said it's okay i turn the volume down I yeah see that spiral that is the definition of the movies I don't like to watch those types of the saw like if that. they were just making a new saw movie and it was the same thing without Chris Rock producing and involved I I would not care at all but the fact he they this movie wouldn't have been made if it weren't for him he yes. stopped yes. this movie out and got it made so there's he has something creative in mind so absolutely I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on to our segments on this podcast called You Haven't Seen What? Where we challenge each other to watch movies. I was challenged this past week to watch Guy Ritchie's This is going to work out perfect. And Brian was too tired last night to watch it with me. He's an old grandpa who goes to bed So I went home and watched it alone. Um, and I enjoyed myself very much. Um, it is very... It, I felt like... 
it was like this is rookie guy Richie. Like, <laughs> but not not in a bad way. Like you can tell it was it has his same um, identity that all his other films have. But it's him kind of finding his way as a director almost. And I don't know, was this his first directorial? Uh, let me look. I don't believe yeah. so. But let me um, look. But you know, this was obviously a while ago. This was in this was twenty years ago. Yeah. So. You can tell he was starting to develop his identity during this movie, and it's almost like this is what was it, and then he like mastered it with. The uh, it was his second. The first one was Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Oh yeah, yeah. I need to watch that too. But this was twenty years ago, two thousand. It's totally, totally a Guy Ritchie film, and you would think like if I didn't know this movie existed, I would like I would say it would be so perfect if Jason Statham was in a Guy Ritchie movie, and he <laughs> is in a Guy Ritchie movie, which is but I. I honestly expect it. It's a Jason Statham I'm not used to. Who's mm-hmm. he's kind of like um, maybe like he was like the Matthew McConaughey of this movie from mm-hmm. from the gentleman, and he was not a fighter or anything. He was just uh, you know a, a guy who's like a fa- betting on not betting, but like he runs the illegal boxing matches and all that stuff. So he wasn't like his normal Jason Statham self, which was fine because it was a different character. He was a lot younger and things like that. I uh, I didn't know what to expect. So when I watched when I the only thing I've seen was like the cover of the like the po- main poster right where they're all standing together. So to, and it's called Snatch. Snatch. So I thought it was a heist movie. And <laughs> That's what I thought it was. There's I certain been like, elements to it that are heisty, <laughs> but it's not a heist movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's totally told in that Guy Ritchie way where we were just talking about with Birds of Prey, where like they're telling the story one way and then they reshow it and they, from different angles, mm-hmm. from different perspectives. And like you, the gentleman. Do you remember the car scene in in Snatch yes. where like they're driving and the milkshake hits the thing <laughs> and, then, and you're like, what just happened? But then they show it from like four different perspectives. Yep. Yep. That was hilarious. What the hell kind of accent was Brad Pitt doing? <laughs> what the hell was that? I'm not saying it was bad, but... But where is it from? They, all right, so they even <laughs> say when they introduce him, they say, it's, it's not Irish, it's not British. Oh, it's that's just, right. Yeah. Is it Mickey is his name? I think it's Mickey, yeah, yeah, yeah like, I'm pretty sure. They're like, and before we meet him, they're like, I gotta tell you about his accent. It's not British, it's not Irish, it's just Mickey. And I'm like, what? Mickey O'Neill. That's their way of explaining how, because <laughs> he was probably trying to do a British accent yeah. and he couldn't get it just right. Brian, you have to watch it just oh. to see Brad Pitt do this accent. It is, it is hilarious. And the thing is, they're self-aware of it. Mm-hmm. So that's if they were trying to play it seriously, like he's doing a British accent, I'd be like, no. Did you put the subtitles on? Yes. <laughs> you needed them, right? <laughs> yes. And so I did that, and I was so glad you mentioned that because I could kind of hear what they're saying, but I just want to know exactly yeah. what they're saying. And there's British slang that we have no idea yep. what it means. So it was very helpful to have that. Overall, it's not my favorite Guy Ritchie movie. I do think he's gotten a lot better as a director. He's clean. He's he's crisped up his yes. filmmaking, but. I'm so glad he made this movie because it, it was this. I don't know. Well, I haven't seen Lock, Stock, and whatever. Two Smoking Barrels. Two Smoking Barrels. But, like, this added to the him becoming the director he is today. Mm-hmm. So, I really appreciate it. And it is a fun movie. It's not as, like, cohesive as a lot of his other movies. Like, I didn't. Like, I love the Benicio del Toro character. And mm-hmm. it's like, I was following him, like, all right, cool. And then it's like, Okay, so it's like you think people are the main character, but they're not, and it's like who is the main character in this movie? There really isn't one. No, in no, a no, way, no, 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 not it's at all. just like a whole series of events happening, and um, it was really. I love how Brad Pitt. He's, I guess it's kind of a spoiler, but it's it's not really too bad. Um, how he's supposed to? So they're they're betting on the the boxing matches, and he's supposed to keep losing in the fourth <laughs> round, and he's he's not having that. Yeah. And, 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 
Man, are we knocking out people with one punch? Like, I, so it's funny. Yesterday, I was just scrolling through my Twitter, and one of my followers, or maybe someone retweeted it, they posted a GIF of Brad Pitt in the ring mm-hmm. of, from Snatch. I was like, what a coincidence. Like, someone and just threw this up on funny, their timeline. It was like, this was definitely like him getting ready for Fight Club. Yes. <laughs> yes. I couldn't stop thinking about Fight Club <laughs> yeah. when I was watching this movie. But overall, uh, actually, I think this came out after Fight Club. Did it? I'm pretty sure. Let me see. I think, I think he might have early 2000. No, this is 99. They, he did these back to back. Fight Club, then wow. Snatch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But we also don't know when they were filmed. True. They, they could have been filmed different times, but they came out back to back years. I mean, they were filmed pretty close together. Yes. That's weird yes. because I thought Brad Pitt looks a little bit older in. in uh, Maybe they in made Fight him look Club. like that on purpose. Probably. They might have made him Probably. look like that on purpose. But, it was it was funny. It was totally a guy rich movie. Like he does that thing where like Brad Pitt has his crew of friends behind him and they're mm-hmm. all just like, Hey man and like, so good. And they do that. He does that in every movie. He has a crew <laughs> like that in every movie. And the guys when they're in the car and he's like he's like, Oh, he's a good driver and then he like backs up into the van. I'm like <laughs> Those types of things are just hilarious yes. scenes. So yes. I really enjoyed it. Um maybe I don't know, I was expecting it to be like this this like major classic like i thought i was gonna like it more mm-hmm. but i still really enjoyed it it's good i'm sure keith's gonna be he- glad to hear that so yeah. I, we all are geo geo's geo is the one. geo yeah. I, i'm happy to hear that because i think snatch is is one of i like it a lot more than uh some guy ritchie movies so really yeah okay yeah for sure oh uh, well with that being said i um i'm going to be challenging keith this week um i have a couple movies in mind that I want him to watch, but we're no longer doing it that way. All, all four of we're us, making it more interesting. All four of us are going to submit something that Keith is going to choose at random. So Keith, if you're watching this still, we're coming for you, man. You're going to be watching hopefully a great movie. Yeah, and he won't week. draw out of the hat like he did last week because he's not here today. He'll just we'll we'll find a way for him to randomly well, choose do one. It like with Brian, so you'll name them randomly. And yes, have him choose and he'll choose a number, and then uh, he'll be and he'll be reviewing that next week. Then, yeah, so he'll pick mine. It's rigged, you know, rigged, <laughs> rigged. So yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, let's move on. Before we move on to our comment readings, let's. I'm going to tell you a little bit about our other podcast that we do. So we do a Star Wars show called the Padawan Podcast. Um, you can check that out. Our last episode, we chose a team to fight Palpatine which was really fun I watched that episode yeah I think it was my favorite episode yeah I really do super fun and I love the way it looks too yeah we should we should do more stuff like that it just just looks good and we also have our Brian show where where he hosts Nerd Nation no I was like the Brian show yeah (laughs) what are we doing now yeah (laughs) we don't even tell you about it the Brian show no Uh, it's called Nerd Nation it's our comic book and superhero movie related show you can check that out as well and we also do the casting table where we cast certain characters. Um, our most recent one was Hercules from the Disney animated show, but now our animated movie. But they did have a show as well. You are correct. We um we are now going to cast Craven the Hunter we from are. the Spider-Man universe. Woo-hoo! There's um, some rumors about him possibly showing up pretty soon, so well, I think it's the right time. It makes sense story wise. Yep. And we will. I'm sure we'll talk about that we on will. the casting table. So please go ahead and check that out. And again, don't forget to watch our live Oscar streaming tomorrow. We're going to be watching the Oscars, making predictions, having fun it's going to be a blast check us out there and with that being said the well-prepared brian has some (laughs) comments for us Mm -hmm. brian what do we got this week so i would say about 95 percent of the comments were in regards to fast nine how many views does that have now that trailer reaction Uh, it's up to over thirty thousand. Oh wow! um so keith responded he said snatch is the guy ritchie movie it's I, yeah, I can't argue against that. <laughs> Fast against Nine's that. at 40,235. Nice. Yeah, nice. All right, what are our comments, um, Brian? So, uh, for the most part, like I said, 
coming from Fast Nine. Uh, I'm gonna just grab a couple other from something else. Um, we have the land. Someone rewatched the Land Before the Time, uh, oh, thirty wow. year anniversary trailer. Uh, it was who Josh. Josh edits is the name. I don't know who did that one. Uh, it was me and you, Jake. Oh, okay. Uh, where you bagged on me because I haven't seen that. I love that movie. Uh, and love. said this is nostalgia on a different level for me. That's yeah, what he it, said. I watched Land Before Time is one of those movies when I was a kid where my mom just put it on a VHS over and over. Yeah, just and put and it over on again. and left you alone. Yeah, she's, she's like, here's two hours of my life I can get back. <laughs> um, I, I would sit in front of the TV and watch that movie content. Like I love like Littlefoot and just all those yeah. characters man it just um and you know it's funny because parts of it as a kid can be very scary oh that's um, why i have never watched it <laughs> yeah and uh but yeah i just it's it's I'm one of those scared. movies yeah um, still scared. It, he's he the commentary is definitely right i mean it's nostalgia definitely when you look back after you know so many years have passed it's it's yeah. definitely one of those movies so there's probably like maybe six to eight movies where as a kid i probably watched them like seriously over like 50 times yes yeah. and this is the original one of live action power rangers movie um, I watched that. Probably, oh yeah, that's probably my one VCR burns. Yeah, and that movie is terrible. You know, yep. I love Power Rangers, <laughs> but um, yeah, that The Land Before Time is one of my favorite animated films of all time. If I made a top ten animated list overall, it would be on there. It'd and be I, in the top five, possibly top three for me. Oh damn, I don't know about that high for me, but definitely top ten, which is yeah. saying a lot because it's not a Disney movie, right? No, no. What, who? I don't even know who did it. Let me was look. It Paramount or something. We should do that. Top ten animated movies. Yeah, now that you got me thinking, that's kind of fun. Not, not just. Hopefully, not all Disney films. I know, right? <laughs> might be a lot. My, on my there. one through four. Um, is the Prince of Egypt toy on there for me. But yes, Ew. I love the Land Before Time. I need to revisit that man. It's been yeah. a while. Uh -huh. Need to go back in time and watch. Nineteen eighty-eight. Let's see. Ooh. Before we were born. I know, right? Um, <sighs> it is. Barely. Oh my God, where is it? Production Universal. Yeah, there nice. you go. They have they have the grip on the dinosaur movies. And they, <laughs> they made really so do. many sequels too, but the first one is nothing yeah. touches the first. The one. first, I think maybe the maybe Land Before Time two is okay, yeah. uh, but they're... I just don't remember them as vividly. No, no, because yeah. they I think I don't think they were released like the the original I, was. was probably like and straight, to, I, straight to video. Also, I think the second one came out like far after the first one. Let's see, yeah, it was five years later. Dang. So it was nine. So they went 88, 94, then they went 95, 97, 90, or 96, 97. And then they started making him in 07. There's a 2016 Dude, version. You know how Disney is doing these live action adaptations? What if they did a Land Before Time oh, Lion King style? Dude. Dude, that would be crazy. They'd have to the rights to it, but yeah. No, not Disney. I'm saying oh, Universal. Universal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, well they did. It's called Jurassic Park. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, so I missed that movie. <laughs> I know, right? I'm just gonna. I mean, there weren't very, very many. Yeah, you don't have to do like four Fast and Furious ones. If there's a lot of Fast well, and Furious ones, there's yeah. a good handful that okay. I want uh, for Fast and Furious. Uh, uh, Weston Vaughn said lovely stuff to our breakout performance of the year uh, award for this year. Nice. Um, I'm glad people are liking those. Yeah. Um, and then before I get into Fast and Furious, the last one was. Um, I'm sorry if I say your name wrong. Uh, Graphic Skins was uh, put, this is for Morbius trailer, uh, subscribed, awesome breakdown, and noticing the actors' voices like that, I know you know your movies, great job. 
That's when we noticed Michael Keaton at the very end before he came on screen. Yeah, probably. that's what he's talking oh, about. He talked before. He talked before. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then what does he do? He like winks or like does like a thing with his mouth or something. Yeah, he, he does the Michael Keaton classic. Yeah. You know, he's so weird on screen yeah. sometimes. So, so um, a lot of these, Jake Berlin, you're gonna have to answer for. Uh, okay. But uh, before we get to those ones, um, uh, Maxim Hopka suicidal said, "I love that you point out the positives about this movie, this Fast and Furious." Uh, we all know that it's not the same as when we first started watching them, but you still enjoy it for what it is. So thank you. By the way, you being so pumped for it really gets me pumped up. I love it. I think there's going to be a lot of twists in this movie. I think they want us to think John Cena is the villain, but I feel like it's going to be someone else. Just my opinion. Love the reaction. A lot of people are thinking that Han's going to be the villain. Ooh. So what that would be interesting. The first hour of the movie is with John Cena going after him and then yeah, they have to work together. Mm-hmm. It's a I, classic Fast and Furious I mean, move. Also, it's his brother so mm-hmm. are they going to really make his brother be a villain? Like, Especially a when it's villain? all about yeah. family. I don't know, well, we, it's, it's, it's always, it always happens with these movies. You know, Jason Satham was a bad guy, then became a good guy. Yeah, like it happens. Like John Cena is going to just that's, that's how it happens. But a lot of people are thinking that either Han's the villain or that's not actually Han. Like maybe it's like an evil twin brother or something. Yeah. I mean, anything's possible in yeah. these movies. Like yeah. the like you did the Mission Impossible like face thing. But I, but then the justice for Han thing would not make sense. Like that's not justice. No, that's I, that's worse than justice. <laughs> I think it's really Han. So do I. So do I. Which I love because the Han character is awesome. Yeah, it's a great. The thing is, like, I could sit here and get upset about the fake death thing, but I don't care about that. In the it's Fast, Fast and Furious. Movies. Like, yeah. we're gonna enjoy. Like, we know yeah. what the movies are. are. Let's just go enjoy it. into my next. Let's comment. just enjoy it. So, yeah. perfect I'm excited for this movie. To be yeah, honest. perfectly segueing into this next one. Uh, Cameron can't spell different. Cameron Roundtree put. I hate when people say now Fast and Furious is not realistic, so it's dumb to watch. But it's a movie. Movies are not realistic. Sometimes they're like an eighty-five percent movie of unrealistic stuff. I mean, true. very true. Yeah. Very true. We have you. You said it about Birds of Prey. We have to suspend our belief. Yeah. We yeah. just have to. We have to go into the theater thinking like our world doesn't exist, and we're jumping into that world, no matter what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another one. Finally, someone pointed out Lucas. This is one we've been getting a lot. Finally, someone pointed out Lucas Black. I've watched multiple reactions. Nobody. Where is he in the trailer? I can't. So it's right. So it's in between. So when they first debut the Pontiac Fireball rocket. Okay. And then the immediate scene after, he's um, like this. The the Asian guy who's doing it, uh, who's who built the machine they're talking to, Lucas Black pops in. Oh, okay. and, the, and the Asian gentleman is from Tokyo Drift. Oh, part really? of his crew. Okay, and so and then Lucas Black's right there. So they're thinking that either he joined the team or they go to him because they I figured hope it's out not just a one scene cameo. Well, so a lot of people. There's a comment in that we got on the trailer said that um, he, that person thinks that we see them in the hills. Mm-hmm. They think that they go to him to learn how to drift. Oh, and that they te- they teach Dom and everyone how to drift that instead of just sense. drive. And that's when that, that scene kind of happens. So maybe it's like a twenty-minute scene of them learning how to drift, but that's the only moment he's in the movie. Yeah. So and they're gonna be like, "Are you sure you don't want to come?" He's like, "No, I gotta stay back." Yeah, like, I know, right? No, go with them. <laughs> I gotta sit, hang go out with a little bow out. But go it's gonna them. be interesting because is Han there? Because remember, he thinks he's dead, and Han's like a mentor to him. Ooh, I think we'll see. That's the big thing. See, we'll see them reunite. That's the big thing. That's interesting. I didn't think so, about that. Yeah. All right, Jake Berlin, you're answering for these two. Oh, God. It says, uh, uh, it said, hold up. Oh, this is from uh, Mikey Boo. It says, <laughs> I think, I, I'm sorry if I say your name wrong. Uh, 
it says, hold up. What's wrong with Too Fast, Too Furious? Because you said Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Look, look, okay. The racing aspect is cool, but like, come on. Come on, it's it's terrible. It's just bad. Like, look, I get it. I it's going to be Ludacris, right? Ludacris is in that movie for the first time. Um, you know, Brian and Tyrese is in there for the first time. We meet him. But the problem that I have the most with it is that that Tyrese and the Tyrese we know now are two completely different characters. If we would have stayed with the Tyrese we have in Too Fast, Too Furious, I'd be fine with it. Because that's like a hardened, like, got out of jail badass. Like, he's a dude that you don't want to mess with. Yeah. This Tyrese is a wuss. Like, he's a massive wuss. Well, they turned him into comic relief. And it sucks. And, like, the driving aspect is cool. We meet Eva Mendes in the movie. But, like, like, out of all of the movies, this is the one that matters the least. Like, it really does. Like, it doesn't, it's not necessary. It's just like a side off for, for Brian O'Connor because they tried to go with him. And yeah. it worked. Like, I, like, I'll like i watch the movie, but it's just, to me, it's the worst one, personally. Okay. Well, then. I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people disagree with me because they think Tokyo Drift is the worst one. I, for one, think Tokyo Drift is Actually, we cool. got a, a bunch of those so, were saying, like, finally people like Tokyo Drift. I think Tokyo Drift's cool. Me too. Like, I, I like do. Like, I, lo- I love the drifting aspect. And I remember there being a Need for Speed game that was called Need for Speed Tokyo Drift. And like, love that stuff, man. And then our very last one by Brian Krim says, I loved Fate of the Furious. Uh, even worse. Oh, no, that's not what I said. I said the Fate of the Furious is the worst one. Then Too Fast, Too Furious is the second worst yeah, one. Yeah. The Fate of the Furious is the worst one. Um, real quick, Keith chimed in again. He said, Cena will team up and crack open an ice cold Corona at Backyard Barbecue at the end. Probably. Wow. probably but remember that house that. is blown up that house got blown up somewhere else in though. the fate of the fears i think is was what it got or fear is seven i think is when it got blown up mm-hmm. by charlie's theron so or no it wasn't charlie's theron who was it fear is seven i don't know who, who's the villain of fear is seven there's so many of them um but it wasn't was wasn't was Charlie's Theron? She was fate of the furious yeah who was the villain of fear is seven that was the last brian o'connor one I can't even remember. Yeah, there's so honest. many of them. Yeah. It uh, wasn't was Jason Statham, was it? No. It was Jason Statham. No, it was Jason Statham. Oh, you're yeah, right. It was Jason Statham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He blew up the house. Yeah. He blew up the house. That's right. And that's, that's when right. He, that's when he kills Han at the beginning. Yes, yes, yep. yes, yes. Okay, okay. Good call. Good call. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, that's, no? You're not going to? Yeah. <laughs> all righty yeah. well that's gonna wrap it up for apocalypse now thank you for all the fans in the comment section joining us thank you Keith. One Keith and uh we have uh someone said hello at the very beginning saffron off il said hello at the hello. very beginning hello, so, hello there that's <laughs> over no don't ever say that again i'm <laughs> uh, just kidding all right well thank no, you not. all for watching <laughs> i am jacob barley this is brian abrocino that is jake blinn this is apocflix now please subscribe to us if you have not yet leave us a comment in the comment section um and we might read it on next week's show you never know and also again for the third time Check us out tomorrow. We are going to be watching the Oscars live and reacting. It's it's going to be fun. There's going to be some upsets. And we have tally sheets, too. To we that. have our ballots. Our ballots. Our ballots. Our ballots. Um, thanks again. See you all next time.